welcome to yet another episode of Woman to Woman. Um, how's everybody doing? We're hoping everybody's had a good week so far. We've all been we've been chatting about the weeks that we've been having and how we're ready for summer. So I need the weather outside to cooperate. I don't know what that sun snow was the other day, but um, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I know we were supposed to be here last week, but inclement weather had other plans for us. So we're here now. Um, definitely go back and check on all, uh, all of our check out all of our episodes. Um, our most recent episode was um, the role of women. We talked about the role of women in church and in the home and in work um, for International Women's Month in the month of March. Um, and then before that, we talked about Mama's Boys. Um, all of our episodes dropped the second Wednesday of the month. Um, so definitely go back, check out all of those. Um, and while you're doing that, also, if you're doing it on Apple, I don't know about Google and all the Android users, I apologize. Um, but you give us a five star rating because you love us. And, and remember, Jesus is watching. So <laughs> Definitely give us that five star rating. Um, also, the Is It Just Me podcast, we will be coming back with the second um, episode of the series. Let's talk about sex. Um, the last episode was called Can I Say Ho? Um, and it was just about, um, you know, just the overall um, effects of sex and different things like that. Um, the next episode, we'll be talking about um, sexual health, um, and that includes mental health. Um, testing all different things like that and um, just the effects that it has all on on us and, and, and on a generation um, and then so today um, to follow up with the the mama's boy conversation that we had we we have to swing on the other side of the coin and talk about daughters um, and the relationship with their parents um, and as we were saying prior to us starting recording um, even though we may not all have daughters we all are daughters so we all have a, have a seat at this table. Um, so um, the first, I want to first talk about the father-daughter relationship um, since we talked about mom and sons. Um, so when you think about a father, whether it be your father, um, your children's father, just a father in general, what, what comes to mind for you ladies? For me, you know, I was a daddy's girl. Oh, yeah, we're going to get to that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, when I think of a father, I just think of a protector, mm -hmm. um, of course, a provider. But, I mean, my dad was my first love. And so it's just somebody who, you know, I'm not going to say put me up on a pedestal because he didn't. <laughs> he might have maybe a little bit, but he... <laughs> But it was, he just, he was the person that led me to Christ. Yeah. He was the person who actually, I mean, led our whole house to Christ because my mother wasn't saved um, mm. when I was younger. Mm. And so he led our whole house to Christ. He provided for us all. He showed the guidance of the home. And so even though my mother, I felt like ran the house. Yeah. As an adult now, I really understood that my father ran the house. He just gave... My mother was the COO. Right. And so a lot of times the COO looks like they're the person in charge when really the CEO is mm. running the business. And so I saw that dynamic in my home. Yeah. And so for me as a, um, a father is that person who knows how to really um, pray over his home, yeah. his children, and um, with his daughters, treat them and teach them what a good godly man is. All right. I'll say that I, I second that um, 
<clears throat> I was going to say I have a skewed perspective, but then she said everything that I was thinking of. Um, my father was not in my life. So all the things that I wish that I had or what I thought I wanted in a father, I did. I want a protector, um, someone to just be there, someone to show me what life is looks like um, from a man's perspective. Um, and then... Yeah, that's that's kind of what I thought to be the first man that are that uh, that's supposed to be there for their daughter and to help them show them the way of what a man looks like, what how you should be treated, um, and to show you what that feels like and looks like until you go out and find your own. Right. Um, that that's what I thought it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it's interesting because I'm the total opposite. Well, you said you didn't have your dad. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I didn't either. Mm -hmm. However, I didn't have um, really hardly any men in my life. So it was, it's like I didn't know what I was missing. Mm -hmm. So it didn't really matter. Right. Um, most of my friends' dads were, were not there. And, you know, it was like, who's, who's your daddy? And, you know, how the family would be split with mama, with some kids were that father and some kids with it and but they never came around um also uh my dad didn't come around i think i first met him to my memory now i did find out he was around a little but to my memory was the first time i met him i probably was like 10 or 11 mm -hmm. and he just walked up and said you know i'm your dad so um as far as men uncles i had one uncle and but he was an alcoholic so and then I had one bet, my best friend, dad, um, but he worked all the time. And then on the weekends, he fought all the time, drank. So I, I didn't know uh, about men. I didn't think about a father. It wasn't something I was missing because I never knew it. And I didn't see families mm -hmm. where you could say, oh, I wish I had a dad. I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, for me. Um, when I think about just my dad in general, I think about what a lot like what you said, Miss Ronita. Um, it's really just like hardworking. My dad's a very hardworking person, almost to a fault. Like we always joke, oh, my dad don't know how to sit down because he doesn't. Um, like he'll just be sitting there chilling and he just he'll just jump up, put shoes on. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick the leaves up out of the grass. Like and when he said he means by hand because we don't have no trees. So he shouldn't have leaves in his yard. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, so he'll literally like go by hand and pick them up. And look at all these leaves in my yard. And, you know, then on to the next task. And um, I think about like he's very he's very giving um he's he's a man of his word like if he says he's gonna do something like he's gonna do it and and if he can he's gonna do it right now like he does not procrastinate which is is funny because I, I procrastinate quite frequently and I know he can't stand that about me um but yeah just someone who's just always been there and like I don't have to I don't have to question that and then also like you said he he wasn't the person that introduced me to Christ. Um, like I went to Christian schools majority of my life, but he was, especially when I got older, he was the one that kept Christ in my life. And um, yeah, because and then I had the I had the weird, I don't say weird, but I guess rare experience because for you know af after I turned twelve, I was pretty much raised by my dad and just my dad. Um, my mom was around, but you know it was a it was a rocky time, but. Um, yeah, so I I really had that 
that experience that not a lot of people had, especially a lot of women, girls had of j just being with their dad. Um, so yeah, that's, that was always, always kind of interesting for me because usually people assume that either my mom was dead or, you know, something else happened because, you know, you're just, you just don't see that a lot. I mean, it's changing now, but you just back in like 2009, you didn't see that much. Um, so yeah, and you know, Miss Ronita said about being a daddy's girl. So when you think about daddy's girls, what either stereotypes do you think of or what, what comes to mind? Stereotypes? Mm. I, I'll let y'all take that one. I was because, like, Cause I, I got some. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, cause it's the whole spoiled thing. Like they, they, you know, it's always that, you know, if you're a daddy's girl that you're super spoiled or um, kind of overly independent at times and very I'll just call my daddy that yeah. um yeah. <laughs> and uh I also think a little masculine at times like or or intimidating maybe um and then you have that whole like I always think about the um oh what's uh Bad Boys 2, the movie Bad Boys 2 when uh Martin Lawrence's daughter's boyfriend came to the house and they yeah. big old men mm -hmm. in, in, in the front door like that I think that's what is portrayed a lot in in TV and in 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 culture. Yeah, but I said that was real. My um, dad and uncle were like that um, facts. And then when I got pregnant, my uncle swear I got raped. Oh my goodness! So um, if, <laughs> yeah, um, so it, it's definitely um, the spoil comes to mind. Mm -hmm. um, the um, dependent and needing to be taken care of mm. to me i don't hear independent as much with daddy girls as much as i hear dependent mm. and needing to be taken care of and pampered and high maintenance okay. and all those other characteristics that do not <laughs> describe me right um <laughs> and that's why i said independent because right. i feel like it's a it's it's a catch-22 like right. you you get some that think like, oh, you're just so dependent. I'm going to just call my dad. My dad will do it. My dad will do it. But then I think you get the other side of it where you have the dad that instills so much in into his daughter that they don't need somebody else to do it so that they then can become overly independent. That's a good point, too, because that's how yeah. my dad was. I mean, yeah, he wasn't giving me nothing. So <laughs> independent was definitely something he instilled in me. Yeah. So. And um, when I was put, doing the outline for this, I was thinking, um, do you ladies think that daddy's girls struggle in dating like do you think they struggle more in dating i'm going to say yes really? now, I, I, you know but i watched my daughter mm -hmm. i think uh definitely, definitely. absolutely yep. <laughs> like my whole demeanor today that? has changed <laughs> oh really just because i've just got off of a conversation about that mm -hmm. and um i think sometimes because we experienced what a good father is mm -hmm. yeah that to me we're vilified because we won't lower our standards mm. and um yeah i'm gonna leave that right there right now <laughs> yeah because yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah we'll, we'll we'll circle back to that conversation um and so something that me and miss ronita have talked about a lot um in terms of of daddy's girls and then we've also talked about daddy issues one of the things that um was said to me is that i don't have daddy issues i have daddy traits um so do you think that's all do you think that's like a fallacy with daddy's girls or do you think that can that is also like a a buffer like a help 
a helper, a helping thing? I I don't I've never heard anybody say I had daddy traits. They probably wish I had more of my dad's traits than my mom's. Um, <laughs> I think you probably have daddy traits because you were raised by your father. That's true. Um, specifically, um, I think um, again with daddy's girls, it's is more of I think the struggle mm-hmm. is. When you have somebody in there's expectations are higher, let's say that. And and it's interesting because I've had conversations with friends who did not have their fathers in their lives versus ones who have. Mm-hmm. And our tolerance is more, you know, I say daddy's girls get hurt more to me than mm-hmm. than um than anybody else because we understand the expectations. We, well we Daddy's girls who've, I would say, seen the two-parent home environment because you've seen the longevity. You've seen, even when your parents didn't really argue in front of you, you know they probably did and they stayed together. Mm-hmm. And so we tend to have that 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 fantasy of oh, wow. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm going. because wow. I'm, And I'm really ministering to myself right now. We have this fantasy. Mm-hmm. Of this relationship, mm. and so we stay longer in yes. foolery yes. when we shouldn't, mm-hmm. because of the fantasy of what we saw mm. and and what it was a reality in our home, and so then we try to make that a reality in relationships, and we stay even though mm-hmm. the man doesn't necessarily meet up to the same standards as what our father was. Mm. We try oh, to make them. I totally agree with that. And I didn't, I, I'd seen it, but I didn't catch it until she just explained that. But it's so true mm. because um, I would have thought um, that there would have been more like I'm not dealing with that right off the bat. And but once they did, they keep dealing with it. And I realize it's because and they keep watching these relationships where they'll say, oh, I want him to do this and do that. And he doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. But they they stay because they're hoping he's going to do it because they've seen it, and mm-hmm. they're expecting that type of treatment. And yeah, because that's what they saw. That's it. I mean, your 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 they're home becomes that. yeah, it becomes a reality. And so, you know, if you've never experienced it, then you can say that's not reality. Mm-hmm. And so I don't have to put up with this. But if that was all your reality is like, that's what this is supposed I mean, it, it has to get better, yeah, right? It Where has to. I surely God wouldn't put me in this relationship with this person this long for us not to be together, right? And right. so it you just struggle with the reality of what your home was, and you try to make these relationships that reality as well. And one, one, yeah. one thing is I think because you were so hard to get in that relationship because you had dating issues because – Nobody measured up. Correct. And once you got mm. in that relationship, mm-hmm. you 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 were hoping it would do like what you've seen model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's good. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah I've never thought good. of it like that. Me either. I mean, I've, I see it now. Right. It's clear. Yeah. 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 You're right. I get it. My stepmom and I we talk about that a lot. She's like, "Baby, you gonna have a hard time trying to find somebody to live up yeah. to what Tony Thompson has put up." It, put as a foundation in my life like and Amen. and yeah. i will 100 percent agree with that like my 
it's it's we either gonna do this or we're not <laughs> and that's that's it and you know we'll still we're still single today yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay so when we talked about um the mother-son relationship we we asked the question can uh, a woman raise a man um and you know as we know is the answer to that question not not completely so when you know obviously thinking about my own situation can a man raise a woman then no we're just gonna say no and move on yeah. <laughs> go ahead miss ronita i'll say that it's gonna be the same holes yeah. created mm -hmm. in both there you're gonna be missing pieces yeah that are i mean because it we all know it takes both parents to raise one human being like you get both parents are needed for that nurturing piece and that um aggressive not aggressive but that that fatherhood piece that comes in um and you're going to be missing you're going to you're going to be missing yeah. something mm -hmm. um and it may be that nur that nurture that mom nurture because dads are known to be harder on their kids yeah. um and they play no games like that they're known as the what the dominant i don't know what word i'm thinking of but moms come in and they love on their babies mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. hug them and that's that big piece that that other side of the balance that we need yeah. not saying that dads can't do that but it's very hard to do both right right just like moms yeah. it's very hard to do both like yeah. we we try to be the nurturer but also be tough and disciplined but as humans we need the opposite side to show us and we need that same side to show us yeah. the same and that's where i was going to go because you know when we talk about it and we break down and think about the a woman can't teach uh, her son how to be a man she can raise him to be a good husband mm -hmm. because we know the qualities mm -hmm. of what a good husband is I'm going to flip that mm -hmm. and a man can raise a daughter to be a great wife because he understands the char characteristics of a wife where they will struggle as to what Crystal's point was is they may not be as nurturing with their kids they may not be. She's over here like. All right. There, there's going to be some, some, some qualities that a man doesn't naturally have that are instinctual that a woman that girls grow up seeing in their mothers yeah. that they're going to miss. But that doesn't mean that a man won't raise a daughter to be a good wife. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Oh so. yeah. Mm -hmm. You hit me over here. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. we're relating. We're relating over on this side of the of the room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, we we touched a little bit on absent fathers, um, and I wanted to get into the whole um, concept of of daddy issues because I think that's such a big thing. Like you hear it a lot with with men talking about dating. Like, oh, you you don't want a girl who has daddy issues, and you don't watch out if she you know if she don't have her dad. She got all these daddy issues. So, what? What has been everyone's experience or, or thoughts about daddy issues? Well, I lived them. <laughs> um, and it started, I did, it wasn't until I became grown and realized like my daddy issues started a long time ago. And what mm -hmm. I thought were my daddy issues really weren't. Um, and even to this day, like I just realized it was like a couple weeks ago. I always thought that um, I wanted a man, my husband, to be my financial provider. I, I always knew I wanted to be protected and provided for, right? Mm -hmm. But I always thought it was financial pro providing. Like, I want you to take care of me. I thought that's what I did. And I realized, no, I, that's not what I'm looking for. 
I want you to take care of all my like the emotional and all those mm-hmm. other needs. Not not in a codependent way, mm-hmm. but in a way that is a healthy um, way. And I just run like, dang, that is because you never received that, mm-hmm. you know, um, from a man. Yeah. Um. So I I struggled. Even I looked to TV for relationships because my mom was in a relationship, but my mother was not in a, my mother was the dominant one in her relationship. And I knew I didn't want that piece, but it just, so I looked to TV to what I thought a perfect relationship looked like. I didn't have an idea of a perfect man, but I did have an idea of a perfect relationship. And just like you were talking about, um, daddy's girls not ever living up none of the relationships lived up to that and tv like disney mm-hmm. um was my thing and <laughs> i love rom-coms black rom-coms like that and yes. you know they can be toxic Man. and i was looking for all the toxic because i thought that's what that was mm. but when you don't have that in your life and you don't have a like somebody showing you and talking to you i mean there are other lots of issues too um but i will always go for the wrong type of man too right um from that toxic TV, um, but I finally have really just sat down and like, okay, now I see, yeah. um, and I've grown to a place where I can realize what I thought were daddy issues were not, not the biggest piece of them, and they went so much deeper. Mm-hmm. And um, you do want to stay from any. I don't want to say stay away from. But if a person has not healed or not dealt with those yeah. issues, that is not a person you want to get in a relationship with because they will bring all those toxic mm-hmm. behaviors and um, things, um, unnecessary p- troubles to a relationship. This, it just doesn't, it's unnecessary. Yeah, and when you say that, it was that was a question that I wanted to actually bring up was one of my friends and I get into this argument about this quite frequently um because i agree with what you said i feel like especially at all of our ages at this point we're all grown not saying that you get over it not saying that you can completely ever heal from that but if i feel like hmm, trigger warning i i a lot of times i feel like some women use daddy issues or not having a father in their life to explain their poor partner selection mm-hmm. or why they stay i'll say that not even necessarily poor partner selection because that could be anybody but why they stay oh well i didn't have a dad in my life and i want my child to have a father or you know i that that whole whole scenario and it really it irritates me because it, it's that i have two two of my best friends both of them didn't have their fathers in their life one of them really kind of uses that as a crutch and the other is just like okay well I know what I don't want and I know that a man's not supposed to be like that Mm -hmm. so I will take that and use that to find the the man that I would want and to give my children the father that I didn't have and not saying that everything that that friend does is right but there comes a point in time as an adult where you have to then learn to parent your own self as a child like your own child um, and yourself as a child and and there comes a point where I just think that a lot of women specifically use that as a crutch for the way some people treat them. I wouldn't say use in a way where there where it's intentional. Right. Um, I will say everybody's trauma is different. Mm-hmm. I can look sure. at um, a family mm-hmm. where the father wasn't. There's three guys. 
the oldest son, the middle son, and the youngest son, the way they are with their children are totally different. The oldest is still a part of his kid's life, but did not stay married. The middle is a part of his kid's life and stayed married no matter what. And then the third one, the baby, is just all over the place mm -hmm. um, and his, in and out of his kid's life. All from the trauma of their father not right. being there. Right. So I think sometimes it depends on the impact that it had to that person mm -hmm. on how they're going to respond. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, when I think about women with daddy issues, some will say they don't have daddy issues. Right. And they absolutely do. Right. And so therefore, they're going to respond traumatically because they haven't admitted Mm. that they even have an issue right um which means and it could be very well i'm not going to tolerate a whole lot of stuff and it's like well, i mean marriage is toleration <laughs> so you yeah. know you're going to tolerate stuff so but because of the issue that you're not addressing you can't keep a man mm. right and then it could be um the issue of taking any man because you're trying to fill a void mm -hmm. And you're not realizing you're trying to fill a void because you don't know what the void is. Right. And so that's why I'm like, we have to be careful. And I just say that because my daughter, you know, um, her father is in her life, but he hasn't been consistently in her life. And mm -hmm. she definitely didn't experience what I experienced as far as a father daughter relationship. Mm -hmm. And so even with her, I try to help her to understand the void that she feels and help her to understand some of the choices that she makes and how that's tied to her trauma mm -hmm. so that she can recognize it. And so it's important to have people there to easily, kindly and love help you to see the trauma you yourself don't even want to acknowledge. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I was going to say. Like it has to do with being able to like, it, that's a huge hurt, yeah. not having a biological parent in your life, whether it be your mother or your father, not, them not being there and doing what they're supposed to do. And suppose is not a word you're supposed to use, but your parent, you know, that's the one person supposed that's supposed to, to love you mm -hmm. no matter what. And right. so not having that parent there, however they are involved, but still missing pieces, it's a big, big hurt. And it's very hard to admit that it hurts because I mean we live in a life of no emotions right um ain't nobody hurt me I'm good I don't care that he's not in my life it's like nah you care mm -hmm. you care a lot and I mean I I had to talk myself through that because I grew yeah. up with like um I don't care I mean I used to say well if he dies I wouldn't even care he wasn't around but if why would I even say that if I didn't care? Right. You know, um, but that was to protect myself. Um, once you're ready to open up those wounds and like feel that pain, because that's what it is. You've got to learn how to feel that pain because that it hurts and then be able to walk through it. It's a different story. Yeah. Um, and you'll be able to self-reflect. It's all about self-reflection. Realize and then take a responsibility. People don't want to take responsibility at all. It's much easier to say it's because of my daddy issues because then you're putting it off on somebody else than it is to say, hey, I this is what happened to me. 
I'm okay with, well, I'm learning to handle it. Yeah. And I think also another thing that doesn't really get talked about is is the women that do grow up with their fathers, but the quality of him being in their yes. life. Because um, the same friend and I talk about that a lot, too, you know, because, um, you know, my parents divorced in my life, obviously. And um, I always tell my friend I would rather have my parents in two separate households where they're both happy mm-hmm. than having both my parents in the household and all of us are miserable. Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I always tell my friend it's quality over quantity. Like, do you mm-hmm. really want your child to have a parent that's toxic in their life or that does not live up to everything that they should um, or are supposed to as a parent, um, even minimally, Mm -hmm. you know, like what really is that doing for your child other than having a warm body in the home to say Mm -hmm. that they were there? You know, I don't think we do a lot to talk about, you know, women that did have a father in the home that was either abusive or wasn't present emotionally because that's a whole a whole nother thing like they can be present and provide and protect but then emotionally not be there for you um which you know we don't talk about enough but oh she had her dad in her life so there's no way she can have daddy issues it's like uh, that creates daddy issues too Mm -hmm. and that creates that i don't think we talk about that that's to me a whole nother topic yeah because there's boys that Mm -hmm. suffer and have a lot of resentment with their fathers because they were in the home Mm -hmm. they just wasn't Present. Present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how they treat their yeah. mother, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Like, that, yeah, yeah. That's, put that down as the next topic. <laughs> that's a whole nother mm-hmm. platform, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. It, that creates a whole lot. I mean, people typically think of daddy issues as a person who grew up without um, without a father um, in the home or that was in prison. But there's lots of people who have daddy issues mm-hmm. and their their daddy was right, right there with there. them yep. and the same thing with mommy issues like mm-hmm. there's a lot there are plenty of mm-hmm. men who have mommy issues yep. and have a mom that was there yep <laughs> You know, like I was watching a podcast and listening to a podcast um, where they had talked about how, you know, they were speaking about black mothers and how a lot of black mothers do their children a disservice being the strong black mom where we, you know, don't show our children like just how difficult life is or how hard that they're trying to hold it together or how much slack they're picking up for the other parent to keep the Mm. positive view of that other child which in terms can give people a distorted view of what a woman is supposed to be well my mom did this my mom held this together my mom did or my dad did that and they did that and then when you try to do it and you don't live up to it then you're like well i must not be doing something right when in reality y'all both were struggling so yeah everybody got a lot of toxicity going on yeah there's a i mean yeah i mean when we even if we even go back a couple of generations, mm-hmm. you know, families stayed together. Mm-hmm. The men were there, but you still had women growing up, girls growing up with daddy issues because the father was in the home, but the father wasn't present. He went to work mm-hmm. and then he went, took his money and went to the bar. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that created other families. Well, that's, that's where I was going. Yeah, that's, that's, like, right. Like, that's a whole. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. right. Right. He went to the bar. That's why I said he went to the bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the bar, the other, the other house, you know. Right. Different and, places. And the woman stayed. Yeah. Which then 
caused women, young girls to see that and either say, this is what I have to do or this is what I refuse to do. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's why we have the the very dependent and the very independent Mm -hmm. that came out of that. And then you have the guys who look and they're either like, that's the way it's supposed to be. Or they have a resentment for their father because of what they did to their mother. I mean, right. there's there's so much toxicity that happened even within a two-parent home if yes. we really want to get into our yes. black history. Man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think we all have some type of issue. Yeah. Because even I with agree. a daddy girl, there's an issue because our issue is we're trying to create a man to replicate our dad. Yeah. And nobody's I don't see what the problem anybody. is. Correct. Right. I right. don't see what the problem is. With <laughs> My dad's yeah. pretty great. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so just to switch um, to to the mother daughter relationship, um, I know that Miss Keeley and Miss Ranita both have a daughter. So when you think about either having a daughter or even the relationship that you both had with your mother, what what comes to mind with that? And you as well, Miss Crystal. Hmm. It's complicated because um, I love my mother, mm-hmm. but I wasn't raised by my mother. Um, I was adopted. So, well, just let me back up for a minute when yeah. we talk about the the daddy issues. For me, when you say we all have, I I, I don't now. If I find out that I do after today, but <laughs> I don't because I didn't know what to expect from a man. Period. Mm-hmm. So I didn't yearn or think about a daddy. I actually thought that's the way it was supposed to be. I can remember at one time thinking, when I grow up and have a baby, I want to have a baby, but I don't want a daddy. You know, um, because I didn't. I thought that's just was the way it was. Like you could do this without daddies because I didn't have one around. That's a daddy issue. That's a daddy issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, then let's <laughs> let's let's bit. let me come back and say then. I, I'll have that tomorrow, but today I don't have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> today I didn't think so because I wasn't yearning for one. Um, but I will say with the mother, um, I have to bring it back to Christ because once I realized who Christ was to me, and I look back over it and now still see the same scenarios from even from the Bible to now. I, I kind of, I can get it. So I have that forgiveness. I forget. Because like I have a sister that's the same age. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. And she's the same age. Well, you know, she's like two months younger. So uh, daddy was across town. And then, but I see that all the time now. So I'm yeah. thinking, I see how that could happen. Um, so I don't, so now with my daughter, it's strange. It's still strange. I love her. I love my boys, but she's different. But sometimes she's too much because I'm not, I don't want to, yeah, that daughter bond. I'm working on that. I love my daughter. So don't y'all tell her nothing different. But I'm saying um, sometimes we we go at it, but then sometimes she has those daddy traits. Well, right. So can I <coughs> let me let me let me let me let me help you. Yeah, help me because I guess now this is a therapy session for me to find out. I this really is a safe place. Daddy safe have place. have daddy issues and maybe have Julie mama issues too. So okay. <laughs> and I must say that because you remind me of my mother in this example, mm-hmm. 
and not that she was adopted, but the whole um, it was that's a whole nother episode. But just the 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 dynamics is a, is very similar, and not having her dad, mm-hmm. and then having a been married, and then having a daughter who is a daddy's girl. Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. Right. <laughs> so now let me help break this down. What happens between a mother daughter when there's a father in the home especially a, a daddy's girl oh wow who did i say my first love was your dad, your dad. Your daddy. who else loved my daddy your mama so we got issues is that why she's mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and <laughs> even as a daughter we don't understand it and as a wife you don't understand it because it's not that they she has that kind of that kind of love for her father it's attention taken it's, away it's, yeah so that's why she wants to go on date night with us. Uh huh. Oh, okay. And probably when she was younger, <laughs> I she feel attacked. No, what? for real. Like my, they that. was talking about planning a trip, and I'm like, "Well, where are we going?" And she said, "We." I said, what? "Us and yeah. we." Yes, the family. We are yeah. a family. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And, y'all helping me. Okay. And growing up, you she probably sat in the middle of y'all to try to stop you from being too close. Oh. And and so you know, if you get mad at him. Then she takes his side all the time because right, and so it's it's. <laughs> don't talk about my daddy. Don't talk about I my daddy. Yeah, I mean, those I were the words that I said oh. to my mother many times. Don't don't do it. Look, don't don't do it. That's look. Don't mm-mm. don't do it. Don't, right. Don't talk about my. Only I can talk about my daddy. Okay. <laughs> exactly. I'm the only one that can. I'm mad the at one that's oh. gonna talk about my daddy. Right. We mm-hmm. on we on the same side when I'm mad at him. Yeah, cause she does. She yeah. coming. My daddy. I'm, I'm like it. Yeah. Oh, my what? favorite line is your husband. Yeah. Yeah. When we mad, you can be mad. But when we ain't mad, you can't say nothing about them. And so there's that dynamic. And so there and then on top of that. So that's the one dynamic. The other dynamic is when the female is ready to grow up. But then you already have a female who's the head of the house. But then Mm -hmm. you have this other young female with emotions trying to also come into her womanhood mm-hmm. and then there becomes a clash yeah. so there's a double clash and i know this because me and my mother experienced the daddy the double clash what happened is eventually my mother became my best friend though through the whole process so there is goodness on the other side okay. there's just there's a growing stage yeah there's a growing stage and i can tell you you and your daughter are going you're you're probably on you're coming to the other side mm-hmm. because now she's a woman she's a mother and she understands all your craziness that she thought was crazy amen right and so that then it becomes this bond i'm like me i love rihanna i always loved her <laughs> so let me say this i like her now yeah, right I like that. yeah because i didn't like that little girl you didn't but, say this when we was talking about the mother's <laughs> Okay. You know, because it's a different dynamic. Yeah. I, I was I, his that love. That makes sense to me. That makes sense. Right. To me. I was Rihanna's competition. I was his love. Yeah. Right. And so there's a that mother that mother daughter relationship is there's a battle of yeah. womanhood. Yeah. And emotions. Don't forget them emotions, the chemicals. And them synch- synchronizing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know. A mother-daughter relationship is either going to be so turbulent that it never heals, mm-hmm. meaning it was toxic, mm-hmm. or it's going to be it's going to be turbulent and it's going to be great, right? Um, 
but you're going, but you're not going to go without the turbulence. Yeah. And I will say, if you are experiencing a mother daughter relationship where there's no turbulence, That's you're right. probably trying to be your friend, and therefore you're creating toxic to- a toxic relationship, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not teaching her how to really truly be a woman. A good woman. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a mother-daughter relationship is just is totally different than a mother-son. Yeah, and when because when I was putting this together, um, thinking about the relationship that I have with my mom is very similar to like what you were saying. Um, my parents were married until well together until I was at least like ten, eleven, and then I moved with my dad. And like me and my mom went through a lot during that time. I didn't speak to my mom for a long time. Things were said, things were done on both sides, and you know we're still in that turbulent spot. And I don't, you know, not saying that it's up like we we're battling and screaming and yelling at each other anymore. We don't really do that as much, but it's very, very strained, and it's. It was, you know, th- there was a time where it was like, okay, I'm a teenager. We're, we're going through this whole motion. This is normal. But then after a while, it's like, okay, I'm grown now. We're still going through this. What, you know, what is it? But um, I always say when I think about mothers and daughters and just, you know, women together, I don't believe in my heart of hearts that two women can live in the same home that are not romantically involved because I just, I don't think it goes well. Um you can have separate everythings and i think it there's still going to be that that clash and i say that because of the relationship with my mom but also because of the relationship with a roommate that i had which is one of my best friends and i think that you like you said you have a woman that's growing into womanhood and a woman that's been a woman for a minute and that brought that woman into this world <laughs> and you know it's that whole power dynamic and then you involve the the father or the husband into it and that adds a whole nother level um and then also I thought about, um, I think it was like TLC or some one of those TV stations. They had a show that was about mothers and daughters that are like best friends. And like there was a mom, I forget what it's called, but there was a mom who um, like literally dressed just like her daughter, hair just like, they, they, they did everything, everything together. Everything. Every, literally everything. Like things you wouldn't think that mothers and daughters should do together. No. Like dating and different things in that of that realm. But yeah, that's that toxic yeah. thing though, is what I'm saying. Like my mother was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Once you became but grown. Once I became an adult. Because she's yeah. not one of and, your little friends. Right. right. She was <laughs> one of my little friends. How, yeah. right. How many of us have heard that? <laughs> and when I say my mother, because people really struggle when I say that, but my mother was my, I mean, I, I could tell my mother any and everything. She is who I went to on relationship advice, on all type of advice. Mm-hmm. That is the relationship I had with my mother. I did not get there until after I had a child. I, I would say almost there in college, but definitely understanding that she actually knew what she was talking about once I had a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our relationship really, really grew. And she helped me to be the type of mother that I am. I learned some things from her what to do. And even as we grow and evolve, I learned some things not to do that that happened. Right. Because as parenthood, you know, there's no manual. So right. there are some things you'll right. take and some things like mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that probably wasn't as productive as it could have been. Right. Um and so that is the same thing I'm trying to create with Rihanna. Now, mind you, there was boundaries. Like, I would never cuss in front of my mother. Mm-hmm. I would never be disrespectful in front of my mother. I wouldn't bring a dude over my mama's house and parlay. I'm, there, there was, she was my best friend, but there was a respect. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. And it's the same thing with me and Rihanna. Rihanna, now we're to the point to where she's feeling free and more open yeah. to talk to me about things that she absolutely would never, would never talk to me about clearly. Yes. Um, and so, but now yeah. she does. But there's still a respect level. She's not going to cuss in front of me if she wants to live. She's not going to, you know, bring nobody up in the house. You know, there's 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 a respect because I'm her mother. But then there's a friendship now mm -hmm. because she can see that there's relatable. We, we've been through some of the same journeys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's what I think mother and daughters can move to. Mm -hmm. But it's a process. It's a process. But it should never be what you guys are describing where we all kiki keying together and, yeah. and you know, swapping out people and doing all this stuff in time. That, yeah. No, no. Yeah, no. I don't even yeah. like to go to the club. I agree with that because that's where, that's where we're at now. We're yeah. and she can ask me questions that she or talk about things that she never would have talked about. She's still shy about it, but because I asked her, I said, "You do know I will hit you, right?" And she said, "Yeah, I know." So I mean that that you know relationship is still there, yeah. and yeah, but she we talk about anything. Yeah. So, and for mothers out there, I would say. Open that door because if you're not talking to them, somebody yeah. else will. Yeah. I was going to ask, like, how yeah. important do you guys think it is for mothers specifically to be open with their daughters? It's extremely important. Yeah. You know, it it is so important for you to feel comfortable. Your, mm -hmm. your mother, the closest love to God's love is a mother's love. And... If we can take and we as we should take everything to God, your mother is that same way. I had to learn how to take off my mama hat and be able to listen to the things that she tells me or even my son, my son, I'm his me and him are very close. Mm -hmm. He tells me everything. And it I had to learn how to take off the whole, oh my God, I don't want to know about that hat, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and be there yeah. because, again, I want to make sure I'm giving him and her the right information. Yeah. It's not as important about my embarrassment or my whole, I really don't even want us to have to have this conversation, but it's more important for me to make sure that you're whole. And I think you can see some of the things that you have instilled in them when you truly sit down and listen. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm thinking, oh, she's not so crazy after all. She, she, she was she listening. Me. She heard, okay, I got to go ahead and talk to her. But I, I'm listening, mm -hmm. you know, because, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and, you know, I've had that conversation with my mom because I think my mom has a lot what you were saying. She, she, you know, we've all made mistakes. We all made choices that we probably don't want to call, go and like stand in front of people and say, I did this, which is fair. But I've, you know, I've told my mom, I'm like, there's some things that have happened in your life that I've heard from probably my dad, <laughs> you know, because he was there for over 20 years of it. So, you know, that I've just heard. I'm like, if you would have told me that when I was a teenager, like that could have saved me from a lot. So, you know, I'm a big proponent, proponent of like, you know, you don't have to go into every little detail with right. your kids but letting them know you know parents are not perfect because right. i think that's a big um a big break that kids and people have growing up when you realize that your parents are human and that mm -hmm. your parents are not perfect mm -hmm. and a lot of people don't bounce back from that mm -hmm. and some people you know i think when you make when you're relatable to your children i think it, it really helps them because my dad and i 
have those conversations where I'm like, Daddy, I didn't even know that. I really didn't. Like, I could have lived my life not knowing that piece of information. Mm -hmm. But I appreciate it and I respect him for telling me that because, you know, it's something that I needed to hear. And then in regards to, like, moms, like, I would get that realness from my dad, like the unfiltered, raw, uncut version of, of everything from him. And then my mom would be, you know, the very censored, politically correct things that we can say on Sunday morning version of things. And it's like, that's where the whole daddy traits come from. But, you know, especially when like it comes to like dating and things like that, you get the, I got so much of the male side of it that I didn't get as much as the female side of it. So Miss Ronita is shaking her head very, very, very strongly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there. Um, and so one of the things that I did want to um, want to ask, do you think, you know, with, when we talked about daddy issues, a lot of people talk about like women having low self-esteem because of that. Do you think that a mother has more of a, a hand in a woman's self-esteem or does her father or does her father have that or, or the male in her life have that weight regardless of whether he's there or not? Does that make sense? Yeah, but I think whoever's in a in the, in the child's life should be speaking life into that child. Mm -hmm. And if that person is not speaking life, it doesn't matter who's involved. That child mm -hmm. is going to feel that. And I agree with you 100%. And I think, too, which is a whole nother topic, um, the initial self-worth comes mm -hmm. with whoever is in that home with that child mm -hmm. right and and absolutely should be speaking life and and building them up where i think girls specifically start to lose their self-esteem and self-worth is when they begin dating mm -hmm. right um or not dating mm-hmm mm -hmm. yeah not being right picked. not being picked Ooh. not mm -hmm. being uh right you know not being cute enough this enough mm -hmm. that enough you know or when you um again start dating and heaven forbid you start adding sex in there and then you know they you have sex and then they leave and they don't stay that's a self-esteem issue i mean and so um as a parent you can build up your child as much as you want it's those life experiences mm -hmm. that are going to what's what to me is what impacts those the self-esteem which when you have those unaddressed issues you'll find yourself gravitating to the very thing that is going to break you down even more because actually you're just trying to live out your real prophecy trying to fulfill what you already think yeah. people are or and what you are and that's why those unfiltered conversations mm -hmm. are important to start as a teenager or younger mm -hmm. because um they happen like mm -hmm. you 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 can protect your baby and put that baby in a bubble but if you're sending them to public school and out in the world guess what that bubble is going to burst and they are being flooded with tons of information mm -hmm. that is not always positive and that mm -hmm. is mean and it's not that the kids are the ki kids are mean and I don't feel like kids are mean because they just want to be mean but hurt people hurt people mm -hmm. and this is we're just being funny it's just we're just playing mm -hmm. well you're really talking about something that is personal to this person and they have no clue because they're babies mm -hmm. they have no clue yeah so um, those those conversations, having those unfiltered conversations are very important mm -hmm. from an early age so they know, like, mama is going to say whatever she want to say. Yeah. But it's just because I need you to know. And if you need anything, you can always come to me. Yeah. 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 You know, that is. Yeah, I think we probably definitely yeah. need to do a topic on 
words, you know, because um, yeah. I mean, I think back to my niece and how much she struggled with the way the kids would talk to her. Oh, and man. what I loved about her comeback, you know, was because I taught her early in life, you know, I, I, her and my daughter is like, you know, um, God don't make no mess. You know, I, I always say you're, you know, hello, beautiful. Hello, gorgeous. You know, all that speaking, you know, beauty to my like, don't, you know, you know, my, I remember my daughter, my niece did say, you know, she went to school and somebody said something to her and she's like, but God don't make no mess. So you take that up with God because God created me. Right. And so it's, <laughs> it's teaching them that to be able to speak that. But year after year after year after year of yeah. dealing with that in the schools right yeah, or with people no matter how much you try to give them that mm -hmm. the world you know mm -hmm. starts to to break them down but the foundation is so important mm -hmm. you know we have to be careful not to call people nicknames that can traumatize them yeah. You know, I'm very big on that. I hate when a baby is born and because they're chunky, we already start naming them fat names. Right. Because you don't know what that child is going to struggle with and that stigma and how they're going to start feeling about themselves because words have power. Yeah. So I, I remember my son, uh, he would come home and tell me what people say. And I'm like, baby, ignore them. They don't know what they're talking about. He's like, mom, I'm not like you. I can't just ignore them. <laughs> and it made me so sad because I'm like, I just wish I could give you this armor that I built up over yeah. years. And I didn't pay attention to it at the time that that was built up. It, I didn't have it when I was that age either. Yeah. But we definitely have to figure out a way. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'll be a great a great topic. Um, I think we definitely should do that one as well. Um, one of the other things um, with it, with talking about self esteem, uh, me and my friends had that conversation on Friday. Actually, um, we were just talking about our moms and some of the things that they say to us now, um, or that they have said to us over the years. Um, and I think that with mothers to daughters specifically, I think they need to really love themselves too, because you really your daughter is a reflection of you. And I've, I've talked to my mom about that as well because she'll say certain things like, oh, I can't wear this because of this body issue. I'm like, well, ma'am, I'm built exactly like you, except about five inches taller. And, you know, I wear it and it's fine. Well, well, this and like, you know, just to have that self-confidence in themselves because as a, as a woman, you're now looking at your mother and being, okay, well, I didn't even necessarily have that insecurity. You have that insecurity, which then put to me to somewhat have that insecurity to think I can't do that when I can. And, you know, just to, you know, and I don't blame my mother for that, you know, because a lot of things you don't realize that you're doing, especially as a parent. But, you know, really having that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but to love yourself and to not project your insecurities and things like that onto your children, especially you know, I think with mothers and daughters, because, you know, nine times out of 10, you unless you just have those ones that she just look just like her father. You know, we don't Rihanna look like you, too. OK, because <laughs> if, if Reagan out here looking just like you. Yeah. But um, but yeah. So, you know, just making sure that, you know, we, you know, not projecting anything to to our own children. Um, and then before we get out, of, I, mean, I want to speak to that because that's a good one. And. That's stepping on my toes, right? I'm sorry. And no, but it's true because, you know, um, I struggled a lot with my own insecurity around weight. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Rihanna was always extremely thin and she was built like her father. And then she had Reagan. And actually, actually, she was very small after Reagan, but she went through postpartum. Mm. 
and and so I remember us going to the beach and she wore a swimsuit that I absolutely would not wear right and I had to make a conscious effort to yeah. compliment her because she was confident yeah and I had to be and actually I was proud because she was confident in the skin that she was in mm-hmm. But the mother and the insecurity in me would have been like, because I used to be like that, cover that up. Right. And so it was me, my own insecurities of my body shaming, wanting to project that on her, where I had to make a conscious effort to say, you know what? Right now, she is so fragile anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. If this is the area that she's confident in, then I have to cultivate that confidence because yeah. it could totally destroy them because mm-hmm. of our own insecurities. Yeah. And so That's I agree. Yeah. I had to I had to see that because yeah. I was that yeah. and it wasn't intentional. It no. just really was. It's like we don't you don't wear that. That's not made for just because it is in our size. You're not supposed to wear oh, that it. That well, was my mom's favorite line. Yeah. Well, that's mm-hmm. mine. too. It was mm-hmm. mine, too. I'm like. Just because they make it skinny in their size like, doesn't mean you need to wear. For thick people. That's what. My, oh, me and my mom just had that conversation <laughs> last week. She's like, "Well, you wearing skinny jeans? Ain't nothing skinny about me." I'm like, "Cause I want to, girl." <laughs> right. And 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 so we have to change that yeah. mentality. And so yeah, it, it it was a lesson I had to learn. Yeah, and also yeah. understanding that like your kids are not replicas of you. Correct. Oh my gosh. I, that's, it, t- it took me to last year to realize like that is not he is not a replica of me he is no. not like when people see him they don't see me I mean they do but like he is his own person mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah. yeah but it was hard oh yeah mm-hmm. it is hard and especially like I joke with my mom I'm like you like to say I act just like my dad but then you forget I still got that 50% so you know mm-hmm. <laughs> right mm-hmm. yeah so you know definitely just you know I, you know, I, sp- I talk with my mom a lot. I'm like, you can do whatever you want to wear. Wear what you want to wear. Lizzo be on Instagram almost butt naked. I'm almost. like, don't let this size keep you from wearing what you want to wear. Wear that crop top, girl. Now nah, then my mom's like, well, I'm 60-something years old. I ain't wearing that. I'm like, do it. You only live once. It was like, I always wondered, like, what, God, why did you give me a girl? Why would you give me a boy? I didn't have a father. I didn't have brothers. I have no clue what to do with this boy. Except let him run wild and play football. <laughs> but, like... That's why. <laughs> that's all I know. <laughs> um, but then, I thank God he didn't give me a girl. I would have... <laughs> that's what my stepmom said. It, it would have been bad. It would have been really bad. Um, I'm together now, but at the age that I had my baby, that poor baby. <laughs> that poor baby. You know, I was, I'm glad, like, I was able to do that, but... Yeah, it's hard. I, I mean, I say that because of you You guys talking about, like, the words. Because my mother and I, I didn't speak very much during this time. Because my mother and I didn't have, do not still have, like, a working relationship. We mm-hmm. talk once a week. And it's yeah. for about 10 minutes. Same. And that's perfect for me. It's not perfect for her. She would like more. But I have to maintain my sanity. Mm-hmm. But she said a, she her words spoke a lot and they still stink to this day and I'm talking about their years and she still yeah. says stuff and you know I don't have the same respect that I will cuss in front of my mother I will say things in front of my mother because I can't let her cross this bond you can't continue mm-hmm. to hurt me over and over and over I'm, th- yeah. I'm 39 when we gonna stop this right so um I'm th- thank god I didn't have one of those little girls yeah. <laughs> and I wanted to um last thing on on the mother daughter um we talk a lot about 
women with with daddy issues and dads not in their life but let's talk about women with mommy issues um because i think it has just a, a bigger weight if not a little more than than daddy issues so does any i know crystal you spoke a, l- a little bit about the relationship with your mom does anybody else or you know have anything else, else to say about mommy issues or thoughts around that I think for a girl, you know, I think we we focus a lot on mommy issues and the impact it has on men, mm-hmm. right? And their their respect towards women. Yeah. Um just like with girls, we focus more on the daddy issues and the impact that it has on women and mm-hmm. their relationship with men, but we don't do a great job of of talking about the impact that mommy issues have on women or daddy issues have on men Mm -hmm. and so to your point when there is an issue crystal brought up you know i really i want to hug you um (laughs) it it, she brings up a great point because god knew better Mm -hmm. yeah right Mm -hmm. because hurt people hurt people yes and you know, we kind of talked about if you don't have a father, Keely said it great. You know, she really didn't know what she was missing. Right. Right. She really didn't know what to look for, what to search for, you know. Mm-hmm. And Crystal even kind of mentioned that. But when you have a mama in your home mm-hmm. and your mother is not speaking life to you and you you pick up traits even when you don't. Remember I talked about there's things you'll pick up, mm-hmm. things you even say that I don't want to do that you'll find yourself doing. Mm-hmm. And so if that was the only imagery of what a mother was then that's something that we may fall victim to doing ourselves or we have to be very 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 intentional all the time Mm -hmm. yeah to not do that yeah and so you know it's is mommy issues can be very traumatic on a female because it's teaching that female what a female is, what a mother is, what a female is. Mm-hmm. So if you got a mommy issue who's out there, a mother who's out sleeping around and doing this and, and having all these um, men in their lives to take care of them, and that's all that they are, they're about and they're speaking down to you, mm-hmm. then what do you think this woman is going to have? She's going to have self-esteem issues. She's going to think her body is used as a weapon. She's going to you know, not value herself necessarily and the way that she speaks and talk is going to be the way that she may speak and talk to other people. And so those issues are huge because we talked about a woman raise a, a man can't raise a girl on how to be a woman. Mm-hmm. A mother does. Yeah. So that's why it's so traumatic It's more traumatic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Just like it's more traumatic for a boy not to have his father because a man teaches a boy how to be a man. Mm-hmm. Right. Or if they're in the home and they have those issues, those behaviors and those traits are what they're going to learn from their father. Yeah. So I think it's more traumatic, actually. Yeah. I think, you know, just even just speaking from personal experience with with between me and my mom, I think it's not that my mom was never in my life. It's just like you said, she was there. It's just the relationship was not always great and is still not great. Um, I think trust issues is the biggest thing that comes from having it like mommy issues mm-hmm. you know because what like what you said earlier people you know the greatest the the best example of like godly love is a mother's love and i don't i know for a fact my mother loves me but sometimes it's hard to to read that you don't feel you it. don't feel it mm-hmm. you not you don't always feel it 
and then you have your friends where that were only raised by their moms and they're you know they may not be close but that's all they have so you know that relationship is is nurtured in whatever way sees deem fit and you know you struggle with trust for people because the one person that everybody says is supposed to be there no matter what is not there the way that the world and society views them to be there and so you 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 go around and you don't trust people because if the one person who's supposed to be there doesn't isn't even fulfilling that how can i expect any of y'all to to do that that role and then you couple that with being my father's child and the way that my dad you know was growing up and how he carries himself it, it's that's where the daddy traits come in especially in terms of like relationships and dating and you know it's it's we got to have everybody you know like what can you know i'm i'm the stuff right now like you you know that's what we're gonna do i, I can have you 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 and you because you know <laughs> you're not gonna be here for long no way so right. you know we're gonna have a good time and get what i can get and then we can go on about our lives and you don't trust people to stay around and 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 things like that so it's I think trust trust issues is one of the bigger things that I think comes from from mommy issues. Yep. Can I speak to that? Mm -hmm. um, and I get ex everything that you're saying. It it really saddens me um, to think that you still have your mothers and you don't have a good relationship. Yeah. Um, for me, I didn't have my mother, and I yearned for her, and I would look through the yellow pages trying to find her, and but. When we did start to have a relationship, it was strained for a minute because I'm, I'm surely I had issues, right? Mm -hmm. But once I realized again, sorry, well not sorry, but who God was and who He was for me, and I went back through my path, and I was I was at a retreat one time, and I was I came out of the the retreat, and I said, "It's changing your thinking," and mm -hmm. I came out of the retreat, and at that moment, I realized that. My mother was a strong woman to have, I had to think about her path. Mm -hmm. So when I started having empathy for her mm -hmm. and seeing all the other women go through things, and I thought about her um, having issues in the home uh, with brothers and things, and then having uh, uh, four baby daddies. Mm -hmm. and, and then now I'm that one that came along Oh, she's pregnant again. Well, I mean, we do it. We see it on our young girls yeah. all the time. She's pregnant again. Um, you know, and back then you couldn't go to the abortion clinic for two hundred dollars. You right. you you had to you had to try to do it yourself, or you stuck it out, right? Mm -hmm. And God knows best. And I was one that I, I she stuck it out. And even though she had to go through all this anguish, I'm still here. Yeah. And God has taken care of me. Even in spite of, so I had to appreciate her for allowing me to live mm -hmm. and allowing me to come up when, yeah, there was, he was, he had somebody else pregnant and then he married them. You know, then I didn't know that. But now looking at her life, the pain and the hurt and all the things that she went through and I started to love her dearly because I understood the love of God for me, even though my circumstances were not the best, mm -hmm. but he protected me, mm -hmm. you know, from whatever it reason was like Joseph that I wasn't supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. And 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 I still am to I think a person that still can love 
and and trust and you know so much to offer so i had to change my thinking about her i had to see what she saw mm -hmm. when she had these four babies mm -hmm. out of wedlock yeah you know you, sorry go ahead no i'm just saying that's that's what helped me so i, I it, like i said it saddens me that you guys are young and beautiful and you don't have that so i wonder where your mothers are in their lives of why they can't pour into you because they're still stuck in their path mm -hmm. that's that's, that's, it. that's it yeah <laughs> i'm like that's literally all it is because yeah. you know it took and miss ronnie have talked and i've talked about it when you know when i was a teenager and all this stuff kind of happened you you know you don't look at your parents as people they're no. they're just no. your parents and it's always yeah. been that way and the older I've gotten, the more I understand or can understand why my mom moved the way that she did. Mm -hmm. um, because I surprisingly moved the same way, just not in the same context. Mm -hmm. And um, and it took a lot of me thinking, okay, Tony, like, she's not God. <laughs> like, she's not perfect, but she's still your mom. And that's something that my dad always said, Tony, she's still your mom. She's still your mom. She's still your mom. And I'm like, okay, okay. And, you know, I think the biggest thing, and it's harsh when you hear it, but I don't think my mom and I like each other. And that's fine. Like, I think the person that I am and the person that my mom are don't go together. It's like water and oil. We don't mix. We, we just don't. But I know that my mom loves me and I know I love my mom because that is my mother. She brought me into this world. She raised me. She, you know, she did what she, her best. I think that's what all parents do is their best. <laughs> that's all we can do in this world is our best. And I think in the capacity that she had, that's what she did. And I think it was, um, preacher, big, big preacher. What's his name? T.D. Jakes. Him. <laughs> I'm like, Jake something. But, um, he, I, I heard a sermon or something, him and Oprah were talking and he, he said, you know, sometimes we have, we could be gallon full of love people or gallons people, but be in a family of like pint sized people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't expect pint sized people to fill up our gallon. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I kind of had to, to realize with my mom and the relationship with my mom is, she may not be a gallon person the way that I would need her to be a gallon person, but it doesn't mean that she doesn't necessarily pour into me and that she doesn't love me. It just the way that I need to be loved in that situation, she's not fulfilling, which can happen to a lot of people. It's not, it just so happens that that's my mom. And, you know, it could be a relationship. You could have a spouse that's a pint and you're a gallon. Like it could be a sister. It could be a friend. It could be anything. Um, but I think just part of what has helped me in the relationship with my mom is understanding where we all go through things. Mm -hmm. We're not perfect. She did what she thought was best at the time. Clearly it was not, but you know, we can't hindsight is 2020. We can't go back and, and undo certain things. And all I can do is just pray that whatever has happened in my mom's life, whether I know about it or I don't, um, that, you know, she just heals from that. And I know that there's things that she will never tell me, which is fine. You know, that, if that's your prerogative, let that be your prerogative. But, you know, it, it there's things that I know that she hasn't dealt with that is a lot of the reasons why we can't progress in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And just how you feel. I would love to have that relationship with my mom because you see it on TV. You see all of this. Like my friends, oh, I got to talk to my mom about this guy. Like, what should I do? Da, da, da. And I'm like, I could call my mom for that. But I mean, 
it's kind of the whole rules without relationship are like dead words because she could tell me this i'm like okay whatever you know that what yeah take it with a grain of salt like it's not that i don't hear you and respect you i do it's just okay okay. but you know we have the 10 minute conversations maybe weekly maybe bi-weekly but you know it is what it is but you know to speak on that (laughs) keely brought up something that's interesting because you know it um, five years ago this was a she philosophy conversation on forgiveness um (laughs) and i think you shared that on facebook i did um (laughs) what keely mentioned which is so important in forgiveness especially with with parents is understanding their path Mm -hmm. you know Sometimes we have to take a step back and move past our own hurt mm-hmm. to understand the situation in which somebody was in. Yeah. And then in that, to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. Because the great thing with Keely, right, everybody may not experience that, is she was able to understand her mother's past. Her mother has healed from the path for them to be able to reestablish mm-hmm. a relationship. So both people understood were able to mend mm-hmm. you may be able to say okay well let me the first step is for you to understand where your mother was mm-hmm. because you know we all have trauma and as women yeah. there's so much trauma and we mm-hmm. do hold it in yeah. that they may have gone through your mother may have gone through that she can't even talk about yeah, yeah. and so it is understanding that and then loving her in spite of the fact if she's healed or not Mm-hmm. Right. I'm yeah. not saying that y'all may have the best relationship, but be a little more tolerant. And I just say that from a person who wish she could still talk to her mother. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. So and in yeah. and, and second point to that is God will place people in your life. Yes, so there can be a mother figure mm-hmm. in your life that you that can feed you. That can be the gallon you need. Mm-hmm. While you're still trying to be the gallon for your mother who may need it. Yep. Right? Mm. And it's hard. Roll up streets, right? I know. It's hard. into driveways honking. And yeah, it's mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. we have to be the bigger person yeah. and love them in spite of them. Show them what they've never had. Absolutely. And so you're going to need that mother figure pouring into you. Yeah. So that then you can then be able to pour into your actual mother. Yeah. And then you never know. That may be the very thing that causes the reconciliation. Because then maybe, just maybe, they'll feel open enough to really share and let down the walls. Because just like you talked about. I got these walls. Mm-hmm. Well, her life may have given her those same walls, and even a child couldn't break through it. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. most definitely, I definitely mm-hmm. agree. Like, yeah. like I know, I know my mother's path, and I probably know, like, I know a lot of it, and have speculated a lot, and can get a lot. Yeah. Um, the problem is, well, it's not a problem when you don't forgive yourself. And you can't like then you can't even enter a healthy relationship mm-hmm. either, and it's very, very, very difficult um, for people to even relate to you and to talk to you or do things like that. So you have to be willing to forgive yourself. On the other hand, 
but you sometimes people don't even know that they need to do that. Yeah. And that may be the very reason why well, you are you in think. Yeah. Yeah. You made me think about because that. Because the hardest person to forgive is normally yourself. Yeah, mm-hmm. yourself right. And so my prayer is that you two have yeah. that person who can pour into you so that you can pour into your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. And the reward. Lord have mercy. The reward. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, at the end of the day, honor your mother and your father. That's what it says. If they weren't the best, Mm -hmm. if they weren't right, if they were mean, he said honor your mother. And honor don't mean agree all the time. Honor means respect. That's Mm -hmm. what it means. That's what it means. All righty. Well, we've had a great, (laughs) we got tears this time. We done did something. Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for um, tuning in to this month's episode of Woman to Woman. Um, We will have the audio post on um, all of your streaming platforms um, soon after the live recording of the of the um, podcast. If you want to join us on our Facebook live, we stream from the Is It Just Me um, podcast Facebook. You can look up the page, like us on the page, and you can watch all of our live videos. Um, I know Miss Ronita is still working with the Day Without Women that's coming up in July, so we'll have more information with that. Um, we also, uh, Miss, me and Miss Ronita are very busy people. Um, we also have the Mother Son Brunch, which will be at Windsor Village, which is down the street from Christian Community. Um, I don't know the address, which I probably should, but it's um, at 21st the end of Kitley. Kitley. Yep, 21st in Kitley. Just end. come down Kitley and you'll hit it. Um, and that's going to be May 7th. Um, at, is it noon? It's from 1230 12 to 230. Yes. And that's um, actually three of us. Yep. Windsor Village. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, um, so definitely it's $25 for um, a mother and a son and an additional $10 for any additional sons that you may have. Um, we have an Eventbrite um, page that you can go and um, RSVP for that event. We will obviously be feeding you brunch. We'll have a photo booth for you and your son to take picture, um, take pictures and also to come come dressed and you know make sure you and your son and you want to match or whatever your outfits want to do we'll have prizes for um the best dress and and different things um different activities to do there um so um i'll put the event bright link on in the description or somewhere and tag it somewhere on on the facebook live um and then we will like i said earlier we record our woman to woman episodes every second wednesday um we will definitely be talking a lot more about about what we've touched today on on further future episodes so definitely um stay on the lookout for that like i said also we'll be doing the is it just me podcast of let's talk about sex series we'll be talking about sexual health next time um we're still doing new revelation here at 2111 north kitley um this saturday we have our next um session um, which is april 23rd um here at 11 a.m and also if you're coming to this new revelation uh service you will want to stay the entire time because we'll be having a strategic planning meeting led by yours truly, Miss Ronita. Um, she's 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 laughing because she won't be leading it. We're all going to be talking, but um, so we'll be doing that to just you know we're coming up on our one year mark for New Revelation, and we want to make sure that what we're doing is strategic and that we're we're really living out our mission. Um, so definitely come out, help us with those um, with that strategic planning and how we can make it better. Um, also with new revelation we're doing our small group bible studies i believe we're having a session tonight we do it first and 
first and third or mm-hmm. second fourth Wednesdays at seven. Um, Pastor Jay has put the Zoom link on Facebook and he he shares it um, pretty regularly. So we have our I believe we have our sessions today. If not, it'll be next Wednesday where um, the topic is breaking free of our vices. Um, we've been having a really good conversation um, and it was interesting. Just a little side note when we went to the what was it, transform mm-hmm. the transform women's retreat. There was. Um, I think Sister Audrey Lee did a class that was just about breaking free, and it was yeah, it was great. Um, just to have that that double dose of that was really good for me personally. Um, and then also, like I said earlier about our Facebook, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. Um, follow us, like us on all of those platforms, um, so you can always stay in the loop in what we're doing and all of our postings. So um, thank you, ladies, for for being here again, and thank you all for listening. And we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.